0: Hey
1: guys, this is Claire. And this is Jessica. And this will only hurt a A little. little. Today we're going to be discussing ovarian cancer with Jenny. Ovarian cancer often goes undetected until it has spread within the pelvis and belly. At this stage, ovarian cancer is more difficult to treat and can sometimes be fatal. We will be discussing Jenny's extraordinary eight-year battle with ovarian cancer and how she, with the help of a very special friend, was able to have a family. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you stay alive. All right, Jenny, thank you for coming to speak with us today. We're thank so excited. You thank so you. Excited.
2: Start from the beginning with your health journey. We want to hear all about it. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Jenny. I am 35 years old. I got married in 2011, and right away, we wanted to have children, so we Tried, you know, the old fashioned way, naturally, for a year or so before we realized we needed some more intervention. We started going to our local fertility clinic, started on fertility medication. Through that process, we I had frequent ultrasounds done, lots and lots of testing. And I at one of my appointments they found that there were there was some fluid within my pelvic cavity. So, from there, I had more and more testing. Obviously, I wasn't getting pregnant, but no other symptoms. Um, You know, I had the occasional aches and pains just from the fertility medication, but nothing, like, out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. So, through my testing, they found that I had multiple masses within my pelvic cavity and my abdominal region. So, they weren't quite sure if they were fibroids, if they were cysts. No one was overly concerned because at the time I was 27 years old. So the only way they were able to find out what it actually was was by doing a surgery just to explore my abdomen, see what was going on inside. So that was in August. They knew something was serious because of the amount of masses or tumors, so to say.
1: And they were saying that when you were having your ultrasounds for...
2: And with the fertility
1: doctor? Yes, they okay. were seeing that
2: with that. Okay. They also did a, like a CT and
0: mm-hmm. were able
2: to see it through that. So they decided we're gonna do a surgery, open you up, see what's going on. Best case scenario, they remove it, their fibroids and we could continue the pregnancy journey um, or, you know, infertility journey or um, it was cancer and they were gonna have to remove it and we would have to go from there. And they knew that. They knew that and um, they were very honest with us from the get-go. I had to sign consents to consent to a hysterectomy if needed, of course, trying to get pregnant and then having to sign a consent like that at that age was yeah. extremely hard, um, especially because we were actively trying and that was something we wanted so bad. So um, I went into surgery, and sure enough, it was cancer. And at that point, it was pretty widespread. It was affecting multiple organs, and they were able to remove a lot of it. And at the time, they told me that I could try, in case it was cancer, before the surgery, I could try to collect my eggs, Mm -hmm. just in case they had to remove my ovaries. But unfortunately, when they went in, the tumors were around my ovaries and the cancer was just too widespread. So Mm -hmm. they weren't able to save any of my eggs, which was very difficult. So waking up from surgery, I not only found out that I had cancer, Mm -hmm. they weren't quite sure where it originated from. Of course, they had to wait for um, the biopsy results to come in but they knew I had cancer and they removed my ovaries. So.
1: Hysterectomy or no?
2: No, not a hysterectomy, just my ovaries on that surgery. Okay. Because they thought if we're able to do chemo and, you know, get rid of it and you're healthy, you might be able to at least carry an embryo and have that experience Mm -hmm. of motherhood. Maybe not biologically myself, but at least I was able to carry. carry. yeah which was so important to me, that was better than nothing. And that, you know, I I really wanted that experience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. from that point on, I went to our local oncologist who is actually was a family friend of my husband's family. Um, so he was able to get me in and we started chemo right away. I had two types of chemo. I had chemo th- just through a regular IV And then I also had chemo through my peritoneal cavity, which that is the lining of your stomach or your abdominal cavity. They put a tube in my groin and then the tube kind of just free floated within the abdomen. So they would infuse chemo through my abdomen and just let it- Like fill it? Fill it up, let it sit, and basically kill any cancer that would be in there. What was that like? Um, it was horrible. Um, I lost a lot of weight. I threw up multiple times a day. Every day, I had extreme rib pain. I had so much fatigue, so much nausea. I just felt full. I felt horrible. Yeah. Just, I mean, horrible, horrible. Were you doing both of those at the same time? I was doing both at the same time. Oh, my wow. gosh. So it was like a double hit because yeah. you're normally really sick from... Chemo. Yeah. But then when they do it through your veins, so you know with the pick line. I and... so I had a metaport, okay. but, but it's it's the same, same. it's just okay. a different route, I guess. So yeah, it was not fun and I was super sick, but I did have I knew like if I could get through this, if I could do it, that's my best chance of survival at this point. And to be honest, my doctors were more concerned about me surviving than me even thinking about having children yeah, that was right. like off the table that was just you know let's just get let's just keep you alive at yeah, this point exactly. you know we aren't even going down that road so i completed chemo and then you know things were great um we actually decided to try to carry embryos i did get pregnant twice but i had miscarriages both times So after my second miscarriage, I found out that the cancer had returned. How long had this been? This had probably been maybe two years or so. So then I went through just IV chemo. Um, The intraperitoneal chemo you can only do once because it's so intense. And it really ruins. Yes, it's too invasive and it just tears you apart. So they won't do it more than once. Mm -hmm. So I went through chemo. Um, I actually ended up up having the same chemos before, the same medications. And then they added like a, it's called a monoclonal antibody. It's a different kind of medication that was shown to be very successful Mm -hmm. with ovarian cancers. So I did that. I had about a year of remission. It came back.
1: A third time.
2: A third time. And then I had, I went through chemo again. And then it came back again. And currently, I am one year cancer-free from my last from my fourth di- fourth recurrence. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I feel really good now. I'm doing well. I'm on oral chemo pills, and everything's going really well. So I'm thankful for that. But it's been quite the journey. Um, it's this has been going on for the last eight years. So it's been reoccurring. It will always reoccur. That. You know, it has been really hard to grasp emotionally and, you know, just be able to live with that and maintain positivity and just, you know, living with pain every day and living with anxiety and just, you know, the unknowns and all of that have been really hard.
1: Yeah. I can imagine. That's four times? Four times. And now you're on the pills just indefinitely.
2: Yes, so the plan is for me to stay on these pills, which honestly, I feel really good on them. Um, I do have aches and pains, which is normal from them, but I feel the best I've felt in a long time. So the plan is to stay on them until if or when it comes back. And then at that point, we will decide what's next. So did they find out where it had originated? They did, so they believe that it originated within one one of the ovaries, they're not sure which one, or both at the same time, but it definitely is an ovarian cancer. Mm I am, I believe, in between a stage three and four at diagnosis, depending on which doctor you talk to. Yeah. So
1: Now, was it a type that just would not have shown with pap smears?
2: So ovarian cancer is not shown with pap smears. The only way ovarian cancer would be shown is from a transvaginal ultrasound or a blood test called a CA-125. Those are not routine tests that anyone would be getting unless you had symptoms, you had a family history of cancer. That seems absurd. It is. But the way that they look at it is it's very rare to be getting ovarian cancer, Mm -hmm. you know, under 60 Right. It's extremely rare. So they feel that it's not a medically necessary, necessary test annual. to be doing. Yeah. Yes, for an annual appointment. You know, and what I've learned from this, even though I, I truly wasn't having symptoms that I thought would be anything else besides normal symptoms from fertility medications, I have learned that if you have any symptoms that are, ongoing for more than, you know, a month to really push with your doctors.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to advocate. You definitely
2: have to be your own advocate because, you know, doctors will push you off and say, well, you're too young or you're stressed or, you know, there's always excuses, which, you know, 99.9% of the cases, that's true. You know, you probably don't have anything wrong. Well, and as a
1: nurse, I'm sure you're, all too familiar with that mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that maybe it is nothing right but then that
2: 0.1 percent right it goes on too long and then a lot of times it's too late Yeah. Right. so you just have to really push for yourself and you know education so important with this I've met so many people through the internet through social media that have literally gone through the same thing as me. And they were young. They're in their 20s, couldn't get pregnant. That was really the only symptom they had. Mm -hmm. And now here they are with full-blown cancer, and there's not a lot of options at that point. So it's been really interesting just seeing that I'm not the only person not only going through cancer at my age, but ovarian cancer specifically, and just kind of having the same story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: So after you're going through chemo, and obviously you do have kids, so what was that like, and what was the decision that had to be made so that you could have kids?
2: So I, you know, being a mom was always the most important to me. I always wanted to have kids, and I did not want cancer to rob me from that experience. Um, I did have a lot of guilt and a lot of anxiety thinking well, if I have kids, what will happen when something happens to me? Mm -hmm. And that really affected me with my decision making. And finally, I went to a counselor who, you know, I expressed this to her and I told her, like, I'm struggling. You know, I have a lot of opinions around me of people thinking that I shouldn't have kids because I have a chronic illness. And how fair is that for the children? Yeah. And, you know, she kind of, switched it and said, well, why not you? Why, why, why not you? Why couldn't you be a mom? You know, you have a great support system. You have a great attitude. You know, you're a fighter. Like, I think that would be awesome to share that with your children. And Mm -hmm. you know, how special is that, that they were so wanted and so loved. So um, through, you know, just kind of talking with my husband and getting a game plan at least a little we we thought about adoption we thought you know that would be something really amazing for us and you know honestly we prayed about it a lot about direction for where we should go with our family and we reconnected with some old friends of mine and our husbands worked together and her and I kind of hit it off again we hadn't seen each other in years And just through getting close and chit-chatting and literally over coffee, she threw out the idea of being our surrogate. And, you know, we did have embryos, you know, left over from our prior cycles and, you know, I kind of just looked at her and she looked at me and we're like, are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, let's get the husbands on board. So, (laughs) you know, we all felt that this was going to be awesome and let's do this together. And yeah, let's do it. So we went to the same fertility clinic where I originally was at and we started the surrogacy process. And through that, it took about... A couple of months to get everything situated a lot of paperwork a lot of you know financial things that had to be you know situated and just doctor's appointments attorney appointments all of that fun yeah. you know fun mm-hmm. stuff <laughs> um we finally were pregnant with twins we didn't know that they were boys at the time but we had twin boys they are going to be four this summer and Yeah, it was amazing. She had a great pregnancy. The boys were born at, they were born premature, but they were healthy, and they spent a month in the NICU. Annika, our surrogate, did really well, and, you know, we're still close to this day, and it's been just a really amazing experience, and probably my favorite part of the experience was we didn't tell anyone that we were doing the surrogacy process. We kept it a secret from our family so we wanted to surprise them with with babies with babies no but they, they did know that she was pregnant okay. we just waited a while to find out to make sure everything was okay yes. to make sure yeah. the, everything was good mm-hmm. and then we shared with them that oh she was pregnant or with that we were having babies. twins yeah and amicus are surrogate so it it was really exciting to share that, that news so, and yeah, yeah. So just special you know it was nice to keep it private between us yeah. for as long as we could and then we just were so excited we couldn't yeah we couldn't yeah. like not share so yeah so we have amazing boys and they're wild and crazy but they're <laughs> honestly what keep me positive yeah, and yeah. I don't have time to sit and mope and cry. I have to be positive. Yeah. And, you know, they're the reason why I am who I am truly. Yeah. They, right. They being a mom is the uh, most amazing thing to me. And, and I'm you knew so you thankful. wanted that. I knew I wanted that. And it's even more special knowing how hard we had to fight for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just. In your mind, you think you're never going to have that. And then you have it. And it's just everything and more than you ever dreamt of. Mm -hmm, So, yeah, yeah, we're truly blessed through this whole thing. And honestly, if I didn't have cancer, I would have never had Ruger and Bodhi. I would have had... Who knows? I don't know what would have happened. So I'm just so grateful that, you know, God had a big plan for us that we would have never dreamt of or wanted, really. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's so... I'm always baffled by people's unsolicited advice or their opinions. I I don't think it's fair to ever tell anyone with any sort of chronic illness that because you're suffering, you have to suffer more and let go of all these things that you want and dream of. And that's just so unfortunate that someone would even think to speak that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, the things that have been said over this time. I have had to develop a thick skin um, and not take so personally. I mean, everything from it just did you, what did you do to cause this? you know wow. versus or you need to do this you need to do that like yeah, there's yeah, so, yeah. Many <laughs> so many the opinions
1: so many different like cure things yes that you should and do. it's just
2: so hard because you know everybody wants to just help and everyone wants to give you really good advice and they think you know it's well it's from their heart but it still hurts yeah, yeah. you know it's still hard to deal with and yeah you know parenthood there's a lot of opinions but now I think they see that this is just a part of our journey and how special it's been. And those boys have been such a light in our lives. And no one can even picture us without them. Like, right. we're all just a unit. You're a family. Yes. Yeah. So it's been really special. But, yeah, the opinions and things have been hard. Yeah, I think that, and I think a
1: great, just from our experience with um, our grandparents having cancer, I think a really great way to be supportive because I, I sometimes I think you know the recommendations come from a good place, Mm -hmm. but you've already tried all the things right. you know i mean there are great things that you can do to support someone without saying oh you should try this you should try yes. that like order and send me a body pillow or right. maybe like if i'm suffering with bowel movement issues right. a hemorrhoid butt right. pillow to sit right. on you know right. like no totally that if i've if i have lost my hair send me like a really fun wig and you wear yes. one too with me yes. i mean there are great things that you can do yes without to make yourself feel like, okay, I'm doing something mm-hmm. without, you know. The
0: unsolicited advice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The constant, like, have you tried this? Right. Have you tried yoga? Girl, I've tried everything in right. the book. And, and I don't
2: want to feel like this either. Yeah. And I want oh, no. this to go away. Trust me, if I could drink green juice and drink it Share away, yourself. I would. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> would. That would have happened yeah. eight I'd years be ago. i
0: swimming in green juice. Right. Yeah. And
2: it it sometimes things happen and it's not your fault and I think that's so important with anyone with chronic illness or any sort of problem is just to know hey you didn't do anything to cause this and you know I felt a lot of guilt with being on fertility meds well did this just spark the fire and here I am now and you know I did this and it doesn't matter it's done it's done that was a choice we made we wanted to have kids that's how we were going to have kids and that's also how you found it that's how we found it it is what it is and you know people i honestly think people are just curious when they ask questions Mm -hmm. they don't mean it to be mean or hurtful right and i think if they knew the things that they said were hurtful they would feel so bad and feel so guilty for saying that i don't think anyone is out to like personally attack you I just right. think if you haven't dealt with it before or known someone you don't know what to ask and you don't know what to say and a lot of people just they're at a loss mm-hmm. and they suggest because they want to help or they ask questions because they have no idea mm-hmm. where you're sitting there like okay you're the fifth person today that's asked me have you tried yeah this yeah. or that and you're just you're over you get overwhelmed right yeah. And you feel like, well, if I don't do that, then are people going to think you're just not trying enough? Or you, you know, it's it's hard. And Mm -hmm. I've had to kind of shift my attitude towards that and not take it so personally. But, of course, at the time, your feelings get hurt. And, I mean, there's so many levels of it. You know, it's not just a sickness. Like, it affects every part of my life, every decision I make. Mm -hmm. like you guys know
1: yeah exactly what what are some of the things that people have done for you over the years oh my gosh is a long time that have been supportive
2: I think people just showing up to be honest like I people if you say to someone let me know what I can do for you Mm
1: -hmm.
2: or let me know if you need anything the person who is sick will never say hey about that yeah. Me, yeah. Me, um, I kind of need right now, like, someone to fold my clothes for me. No yeah. one is going to say that. No, no you're not. They're never so gonna. embarrassed. Like, yeah. I had, I have. It's the
0: guilt again. And it's it, guilt. You already feel like you're a burden on the people yes. around you because yes. you're not well, and so to like add that, like, I'm, I'm just not gonna be the person that's gonna be like, no. hey, actually, I do need this. Yes. Like that feels way too much. Exactly. And so you'll just suffer in silence instead.
2: Yep. And especially being a mom, you know, and when people have said or thought, Ooh, I don't know. Do you think she can really handle this? I wanna be super mom. Yeah. yeah. And a healthy mom can't be super mom. Moms, yeah. it takes a village to raise children. Yeah. It's hard. And you're a
0: real person. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I need help. But if I ask for it, are people gonna say, Ooh, I don't know. This might have been a bad idea and I struggle with that. I struggle with pride. I want to be able to do everything and I want to be, you know, that mom, like, that has it all handled. And I don't. No mom does. No. no. I don't. (laughs) But I think just showing up, I have an amazing support system. I Mm -hmm. really do. I have the best family. I have the best friends, the best coworkers. You know, for me, my friends just treating me like Jenny and not like I have cancer has meant more to me than anything and because i'm jenny i just happen to have this on the side yes it's a big part of my life but they laugh with me i have a sense of humor yeah i have fun we giggle about dumb stuff when i first lost my hair they shaved it all crazy and we had so much (laughs) fun with it and they laugh at me you know when i get crazy on my meds and yeah Yeah. you know we just have fun and they treat me how they would normally Yeah. yeah Um, and I think people, I had my coworkers or, or organized housekeeping for me.
0: Oh, I love That's that. That's a yeah, great Yeah, that
2: is amazing. People showed, or they had someone show up at my house. They didn't ask, do you want this? It just happened.
0: That's amazing. They scheduled
2: it. It happened. And it was someone that I didn't necessarily know that well, so I didn't feel guilty that my clothes were all over the place. Yeah. The person just cleaned them up yeah. and mm-hmm. it wasn't embarrassing it wasn't shameful it was just i needed that at the time and it worked you know yeah, i that's had
0: an amazing idea
2: amazing um i had meal trains you know my husband's a big guy and having two little boys i couldn't cook i yeah. was super nauseous multiple times and they brought food on my porch no one expected me to come out and
1: greet them, greet them mm-hmm. and
2: i'm I like people. I yes. will sit and talk to people forever, but they knew that I couldn't at that time, and mm-hmm. I would feel like I needed to entertain mm-hmm. them. So it was just sat out on the porch, you know, just prayer groups, yeah. prayer trains, even people commenting on my social media. I have a page on Facebook, mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm.
2: people would message me, and that was huge. It's just and it's
0: nice to know that people are there for you. Yes, and you're not alone. Yes, and you have that support.
2: I have so much support. They're financially, you know, people helped us. Like yeah. medical bills add up. You yes, guys they so do. They add up so fast, and that helped a lot because not only did we have medical bills, but we also were paying off fertility stuff mm-hmm. that we had from years ago, yeah. and we had, you know, from the surrogacy, and we kind of, yeah, things add up, and. Yeah. They helped, and there were no questions asked. It was yeah. just, here you go. We know this would help you. And
1: no expectation. No
2: expectation, no judgment yeah. on what, you know, it was spent on or what it was allocated to. It was just, we want to help, and this is a way we can help. Yeah. So I just think showing up. Yeah. Showing up and making it known that um, you're there, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's no questions asked, and it's just there. Child's care is awesome. Just entertaining my kids
1: yeah (laughs) or just
2: hanging out i love wine coming over and bringing a bottle of wine and having a (laughs) glass of or two or three glass of wine with me that is amazing yeah 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 and just hanging out and having fun yeah
0: yeah just feeling like Feeling like you don't have to worry about yes. everything else going on, and yes. you can just relax and yes. enjoy company.
2: Oh yeah! I mean, my friends brought champagne to some of my chemo appointments because they knew I would love it. Oh, I it. love that! Yeah, That's so cute. and I love like that. We snuck it. You know, <laughs> we're not supposed to have it, but it's like. It's fun. You're like, like come
1: yeah. on! I'm having chemo. Exactly. Like,
2: relax
0: a little. Exactly. Did, <laughs> definitely so. snuck some things in, too. Oh yeah. Our grandparents like hospital yeah. rooms. We brought our dog once. And, yes. Oh we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And we're <laughs> like, sure. we're like here. Like
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that means everything. Like oh, yeah. it's little things. It it doesn't need to be, you know, a grand, performance or it just yeah, just yeah. Either. You yeah. know, don't text and say, um, let me know if you need anything, and then there's no follow-through. Yeah. Just yeah. do something. Yeah. Just you do know? anything.
1: So how has it been on the
2: medication, and how are you feeling now? So I feel okay. I feel like my answer, obviously, is I'm doing great. I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, I know. Um, we all say that so We much. all say it. And truly, I have pain. I have a lot of joint pain. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired. But because I feel the best I've felt in so long, yeah. I'm like, well, I feel good. Like, yeah, this is me. <laughs> So, uh, truly, I have, I do, I have side effects. I'm always going to have issues, but I do feel good. You know, I... In
0: comparison. In
2: comparison, yeah. But yeah. I just, I'm tired. I live on, yeah. like, a half a pot of coffee every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It hurts to get out of bed, and but it's a small price to pay to not have any cancer growing yeah. right now. I'll do right. it. I'll do it. So. How
1: often do you have scans?
2: Um, right now, it's every three months. Okay. So, I had one in December, but this last one they d- decided to skip because my numbers are so well. So, I have a lab Yay. that they draw, and if the lab goes over a certain number or if that number doubles... So let's say my CA-125 is 12 and it goes to 24. Then that might spark some interest, like, eh, maybe something's going on, let's do a scan.
1: Yeah.
2: But because my numbers have been so stable on the medication, they don't want to just scan me just because. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Since I've always reacted in, you know, parallel to those numbers, it's always, like, if there's a spike there's a growth. Okay. If there's nothing, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: as little radiation as possible. Yes. As best.
2: Yes. Especially when you're going to be doing it forever. They just right. want to kind of give it a little rest. Only when
0: it's
1: necessary. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's been, it's been good. So I don't go in until August, okay. which this is a long stretch for me to yeah. not go in. So that gives me In one way it gives me a little anxiety not being checked up as much but at the same time i'm like oh i don't have to think about it for three months you know i'm like it's
0: and it shows that you're doing well and it's hopeful yes it's hopeful
2: yes it shows i'm doing well and it's just nice that it's not in the back of my head and Mm -hmm. i can truly enjoy the summer Mm -hmm. so this is the first summer in oh gosh
1: nine years
2: eight, eight eight years okay that i don't really have anything going on so Oh, nice. It's my husband and my 10-year wedding anniversary, so we are going to Alaska. We've been wanting to go. Oh,
0: fun. Yeah, we've been wanting
2: to go for years, and there's always been something. Yeah. So we're like, we're going this year. We're making it happen. We have we're to exciting. go. Yeah, we're super excited. So things are good. Yeah. Things are good. We're looking forward to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So That's awesome. Your boys are four.
0: That's mm-hmm. pretty young, but yep. do they understand what you've gone through and how they're here do they understand so that yet <laughs> they
2: they do to the to extent, extent that a old f- can understand yes, yeah yes so uh-huh. they know um we'll start with the where they came from yeah they know that they were not in my belly
0: uh-huh.
2: um and they only know that because there's so many pregnant people and they're very fascinated with babies oh, and yeah. that babies oh, yeah. were in a belly
0: jack loves yeah my oh yes yeah
2: yeah yeah, they're just they're so drawn to that right now and so they know it's so cute they know that they were not in my belly they're in auntie annika's belly
0: they know that and they're fine
2: with it yeah they're totally fine with it i mean i for our experience i feel like you know we're open from the get-go so it's never this big secret to yeah, them yeah. it's just a part of their journey and we wanted them I feel so like it, bad
0: yeah it makes it extra special yep. because Yep. you had to do so much to make sure that they were there
2: yep yeah and then as far as the my health goes they know that I have a thing called cancer they mm-hmm. know that I sometimes have hair, sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really cute. I was- Do they think that's the coolest? Oh, they do. (laughs) So they they think at first I was really worried like how they were gonna react because the last time I was bald bald, they were
0: They were three. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they were three, and they loved using my head as a racetrack for
1: their cars. Which you're like, good, I'm just going to lay here, and so you're going
2: to, if that's our play, fine. Yeah, they would just (laughs) roll the race car over my head, and they, like, loved it, Um, and they hated when I wore wigs. And I personally... How funny. Yeah, I I always buy one, because I'm like, well, maybe this time I'll want to, but they just... They don't look good. I mean, when you don't have eyebrows and then you have this thick wig, it's like, okay. And everyone around me knows I don't have hair. So yeah. I'm like, what's whatever. Point? What's the point? We all know mm-hmm. that it's fake. Mm-hmm. Like, it's we're not going to it. probably hot and
0: yeah. uncomfortable anyway. Itchy. Yep. So I hear people it's say
2: so itchy. itchy. So itchy. I've spent so much money on wigs. Thousands of dollars. They all itch me. They're all yeah. uncomfortable. And it's not kids, worth it. Yep. My kids pull them off my head. And
1: yeah. they, like, don't <laughs> like Were it. you ever... While you were going through your chemo,
2: were you also working? I was. So I have worked in at our local pediatric hospital for the past 10 years as a nurse. Um, Before I had cancer, I worked in oncology, which is the cancer department. Loved it. I worked there for a few years. Got cancer, came back, and worked there. So it was really awesome to be able to share my story with a lot of the kids. That's
1: what I was yeah. thinking. I'm thinking, yeah. wait a minute. What are yeah. the chances? Yeah. That? yeah.
2: So I was able to, you know, help them from anything from, like, the nausea to hair loss to fatigue to, you know, all sorts of issues. Yeah. And
0: You've actually experienced it. I have.
2: And they trusted me and were able to know that I truly understand yeah. how they feel.
1: That probably was... A really incredible experience. Just I'm just imagining from a child's perspective, mm-hmm. perspective to have you as their nurse. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's a difficult situation for both you and them. Yeah, but to have you come in as the nurse, I mean, for us, I know having our NP also having pots, it feels yep. like okay, she yeah. really understands. She gets it,
0: and she's like suggested things to me. She's like. She has these tights that she just like you wears. did. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 But, and they're like actually cute because I'm like, yeah. I don't want to wear some ugly old lady totally socks. Yeah, compression socks. Yeah. And she was like, had these super cute polka dot tights on, and I was like, those are so cute. And she's like, they're compression. Yep. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you
2: would have never known. No. If yeah. If she yeah. wouldn't have shared that with you. So, yeah. No. It's been it's been really awesome. Um, Currently, I don't work in that department anymore due to my disability. I had to move to um, a department that was more flexible with the hours that mm-hmm. I needed. Mm-hmm. So I work in Infusion. I only am there one day a week, but I've always wanted to still work. That, you know, I worked hard for my license and I just want to be able to share my journey with Gift families. Too. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because
1: it's, a, yep. I mean, being a nurse
0: is, it takes such a special person. Mm hmm. Yeah, it really, does. and to have your background and experiencing yep. it—how special to be able to share that with other families and give yeah. parents like that's such a scary place to be. Oh gosh, with.
2: I can't even imagine being a parent yeah. with my kids sick. I just I can't, and yeah. you know I could never relate on that side of it, but I could.
0: But you are a mom, yep. and you have experienced it yep. yourself.
2: Yep. So. Yeah. I
0: I am
1: wondering if in the community because you're involved in the community a lot, do you ever see any sort of common thread? I'm just I know you said that there are a lot of people that were young and diagnosed mm-hmm. and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. I mean, obviously with a Pap smear you can't Right. You, you're not going to get that.
0: Is there any sort of like genetic tie or anything like that?
2: So with ovarian cancer, um, the cases that I've seen in the younger women, the tie has been the BRCA gene. That is a gene that is passed down through family Mm -hmm. and it affects ovarian and breast cancers. So majority of them have had the gene i do not have the gene so mine was kind of a fluke random mm-hmm. um some of the girls that i have met with or i've spoke with they knew prior to getting the diagnosis that they had the gene some mm-hmm. did not mm-hmm. so that has kind of been the most common the other ones that i know the only common thing we have is we all couldn't get pregnant but there is no explanation to why they never could find a true reason like it wasn't you know a low ovarian reserve Mm -hmm. it wasn't the lining of the uterus it was just random it just wasn't working so i don't know i don't really know what's going on yeah um i just know that cancer seems to be more and more common Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe because i'm getting older and it's just i see more people that mm-hmm. i know because of that yeah i don't really know but yeah. i don't know either yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's scary and you know the best thing we can do is just educate people to be aware of their bodies and mm-hmm. you know advocate advocate and prevention of course you know having a healthy diet and exercise and you know all of the things but i was healthy i you know played sports my whole life i was thin i was never overweight i was in a really stressed because those are kind of the things that people throw out there is well were you really stressed were yeah you, you know yeah. what were you eating what was you know do you exercise yeah. yeah do you smoke do you because everyone's just curious like well, yeah. could, if this happened to you then it could happen to me and yeah. it makes it more real right so um it's just it's
1: It can just happen sometimes for no reason. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any advice you would give someone that is newly diagnosed?
2: I would say find your people and accept help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that stay in your life and a lot of people that go. Find your people and find your people you can be vulnerable with. I know for me, my list is very small. Mm -hmm. But it's so important for me to have those people that I could truly be honest with and say you know on the outside i i'm happy i'm okay mm-hmm. but i'm i have a lot of anxiety you know yeah. I'm, I'm scared yeah. but i can't break down because if i break down then i have all these people that are going to break down and say oh my gosh she's yeah. breaking down like yeah. now what are we going to do yeah so find your people you could be honest with you. you can be vulnerable you can let it out accept help mm-hmm. get a second opinion i always say that but at the same time Be realistic with your situation. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's going to work better for your family and you to stay local, you can always have an outside doctor consult with your local doctor and you can get treatment here. Mm -hmm. Cancer treatment is hard and then traveling on top of it is really hard. For me personally, I could not be in a car going up to San Francisco, driving and puking the whole way home. It just wouldn't happen and financially it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Mm you know, just stay positive, take it one day at a time. That's really important because it can seem really overwhelming. I know through this whole experience, little things overwhelm me a lot more than they ever used to. And I think just taking it a day at a time um, is really, really important for that.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Even a moment at a time, if that's all you can do, that's all you can do. And cling to your faith you know, yeah. if if that is something that you have in your life, I know my faith in God and knowing that he has a bigger plan for me. And even when it's bad, God is still good. That has held me through really hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I could get through some days without that. That would be the main for kids. I feel as a parent, be honest with your kids. But also let them have a childhood without stress and worry that's yeah. really important you know we're honest with our kids but at the same time
0: There's a little i don't bit of protection we protect
2: them we don't want them to be scared or you know just worry about mm-hmm. well what what's happening you know mm-hmm. have people in their lives that they feel really comfortable with and that will keep them safe and protected when mm-hmm. you're yeah when you have stuff going on you know and like i said don't be sensitive to people's advice and take it personally people are just trying to help i wish i would have realized that earlier on yeah i think it would have saved me a lot of like tears and
0: Mm -hmm. just hurt hurt and just
2: yeah and feeling guilty for Mm -hmm. things that i didn't need to feel guilty about so and then of course realizing that it's not your fault yeah like that was huge for me that it was not my fault that this happened
1: yeah so now would you recommend any because everybody wants to go and google yeah is there any facebook group or website or anything like that that you would recommend people go to if they need support or just want like some answers Mm -hmm. and not going down a scary scary rabbit hole
2: yeah so i think even though everyone says do not google you're going to google yes you do you You always do you will (laughs) um i know when i googled it was oh yeah oh yeah when i googled i was literally in the hospital room fresh out of surgery googling what was happening and my heart rate was through the roof and they finally took my phone away they said you can't do this anymore like you're okay no yeah yeah And of course, being an oncology nurse, I already knew that I was screwed. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no, well, maybe things might be okay. Like, I knew, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Like, this is bad. So um, I Googled, but you know, you got to also remember that when things are written, people tend to write things that are negative than yeah. positive on the internet. Sure. Yeah. So, um. It's
0: easy to focus on that. Yep. Because it's what stands out about your experiences. Yep. Like, this is really hard and I feel really terrible mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah.
2: yeah. So do you, I mean, you're going to, but I like people with a sense of humor. I follow the cancer patient on Instagram and it is hilarious. They have so many and it's funny just, memes.
1: Is it just the cancer patient? The no cancer patient. Nope. Nothing. Just
2: the cancer patient. On
1: Instagram. On Instagram. Okay. And it is
2: so funny. Like they make fun of people like with like themselves. Yeah. They make fun yeah. of themselves. I mean you
1: have to. You have to oh, find the funny.
2: Yes. It or is or else hilarious. it's just gonna drag you down. Yep. Yeah. Um and then you know I used to do the support groups and all that, but then I kind of got to a point where I'm like, I don't I don't want to be overly involved like i'm that's a part of me it's great but i felt like the support groups they didn't work for me
1: well and i'm sure after eight years yes it's you know it's probably really beneficial if you're going through it in the beginning and totally bouncing things off of people hearing things but eight Um, years
2: it's a lot i think the support really comes from within the walls of like your infusion room where you're getting your chemo because at least for mine we all sit in like a little room Mm -hmm. and we just talk to each other Mm -hmm. and you know we are like, Oh, I feel like this or I feel like that and we kind of like bounce Mm -hmm. ideas and, you know, the nurses get involved and talk with us too. And I learned a lot and I met really good friends through that. And, you know, I think just staying positive, it helps you from going down the rabbit hole of like the doom and gloom of everything. There's so many resources, though. Um, Definitely, I think, getting into counseling Mm -hmm. therapy is really important. I wish that was something that I did Mm -hmm. from the beginning, but I'm the type of person where I didn't really want to talk about it because if I talked about it, it made it real, and I didn't want it to be real. I kind of wanted to just forget it was happening Mm -hmm. and disassociate from myself. But eventually, you need to deal with what's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I think that is really important, whether you're healthy or not, like just your mental health. Because yeah, right. that, I mean, when you're fighting for your life, your mind plays tricks on you.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. So there, I mean, there's so many things you can get involved in. There's local groups. There's local... Just you know, ask
1: your oncology, oncologist. Your oncologist, i okay. um,
2: usually in an oncology office they have social workers mm-hmm. they're awesome. great at referring you to websites they're great at connecting you with mm-hmm. support groups or people yeah. through your work I mean I have great support systems at the hospital there's so many things that you can really be do a part of, yeah. and be a part of but yeah. being active and you know Just
1: keeping on keeping on
2: keeping on keeping on yep yeah live live your life and I mean for me I stay busy. (laughs) I just stay busy Mm -hmm. and it helps me. So
1: good. I love that. Yeah. You're pretty brave. That's impressive. I mean, eight years Mm -hmm. and you have such a great attitude. Yeah. And you know, you're doing amazing things. Your family and all of that. I'm good for you for not being like, Well, why? Yeah. You know, you knew you wanted it. You knew what you know, your life plan was, Mm -hmm. and that you could do it. I love that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I have three random questions for you. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, if you were to take a class, right now, any class, what class would you take?
2: Oh, gosh. Would it be uh, academic? Anything. Anything. Oh, I would take a yoga class. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) But if it were... Hot yoga? Hot yoga. I actually just signed up for hot yoga, and I'm super excited. I used to be really into it um before i was diagnosed but i mean just getting back into the gym is like
1: yeah exciting uh, feels good
2: yes i'm so excited so this is
1: your first time back to hot yoga in a while this is
2: my first time back in probably eight years yes so that'll be interesting yes so that would be i would do that or i'd probably do i don't know like a world religion class or something yeah yeah like just you know morgan
1: freeman's um the story of god yes and he travels all yep. over the world it's so yep. cool yeah so cool
2: yeah i think that would be interesting yeah. just to see and
1: for sure yeah. find things out if you could be any animal
2: what would you be and well, for sure a dog because i mean they're just happy okay, that answers
1: my next question oh what is, is it dogs or cats oh dogs <laughs> for sure
2: oh, we have both i have okay. a dog and a cat okay my so you go dog Oh, yeah. Okay. What anyway, kind of dog do you have? I have an American Bulldog. Oh. He is a year. Um, I had We had two American Bulldogs that were, like, our children before children. Yeah. They so were my therapy cute. dogs through all of this. Like, And then they died this past year. Oh. Um, they were old. They, you know, it was their time. They were yeah. ready. So, like, two days later, after saying, mm-hmm. I'm never getting a dog again. They're too messy. I don't want to deal with it. I drove a couple hours away and (laughs) picked up this dog that I found on Craigslist. Oh, I love that. And his name is Big Rig. My kids named him. It was either Garbage Truck or Big Rig. So he's Big Rig and Uh, he's awesome. Such a good name. I love that. Yeah, and then we have a random cat Named Annie, that um, Mm -hmm. when we lived in the country, we got her. She was the cat that had been at the pound the longest. We said, let's just give her a good life in the country. She's probably just, you know, not going to survive. And she's still alive. (laughs) She's a city cat now. And, you know, she's outside. And, yeah. Well, she's part of our family. <laughs> okay, I love that.
1: I love That's that. Do yeah. you think she was old, or just nobody adopted her?
2: Nobody adopted her, oh. and she she wasn't the cutest cat. Oh, okay. Sometimes so they are
1: the cutest cat.
2: They, the is, even though they're... Yes, yeah, she, she is. is. She's like that. Okay, yes. Yeah, we she's have a French
0: sweet. bulldog, and oh, okay. we're always like, because he has like the teeth Oh, yes, the like,
2: underbite. He's yeah.
0: like the ugliest, cutest dog. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, our dog, he's blind in one eye. Aww. and his eye is blue and it bulges out so <laughs> oh. he's not very cute and then he has the underbite and his tongue sticks out oh, yeah. to one side and sounds
1: just like our dog <laughs> yeah
2: he's just people cannot they're well, silly oh yeah. they're so silly they're yeah. so cute and yeah. just they're funny especially bullies oh yeah
0: yeah he's they're the funniest breed oh
2: yeah He's yeah. a big baby. We love him. We have chickens too, which is so fun, oh, but my God. our dog's allergic to them. So now the chickens need to go find How do a new find home. you find that out? Know. He just breaks out with hives every time he lays by them. Crazy. So, yeah. Darn so, it. No chickens. No more eggs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. uh. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that
1: All is right. so funny. Yeah. All right. Thank, well,
2: thank you so much. Thank it's you been guys. Awesome. Yes, thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.